Hey, Foxholers, it's Karaoke here. After our podcast recording last weekend, we were sitting around shooting the shit, as we generally do, and Jamari thought he could sneak in and hit the record button and get in a little bonus session. So you'll notice the pretty vixen caught him, called him out on it at the beginning, and he was just like, what? Nothing to see here, folks. Keep talking. But, so we got a little bonus session in, so... Here you go. Please enjoy, Foxholers. Oh, that's very weird. No, oh, it just go on. Now it's recording. Yes. Go on for what you were saying. I was saying that it's just so he has a vision, and the way that he executed or is executing his vision doesn't match. Like you guys said, that he should not be playing Megan the Stallion if he doesn't want a twerking crowd. Like if he wants people enjoying themselves and dancing, doing the electric slide, then he needs to pay play music that's conducive to the type of enjoyment and dancing that he wants to see but there's nothing wrong with him having a vision where he doesn't want to work out saying and that's just like when molly decided that she didn't want to date the enterprise guy and we were all like but there's nothing wrong with that guy but oh just, don't so whether or not we agreed with her like she's allowed to want what she wants for her life, and he's allowed to want what he wants for his business. I agree. Business. What? But but we're back to the disconnect. There's a disconnect between his Absolutely. vision and his execution. Absolutely. And the so, Tiffany store don't play Megan the Stallion. Right. Yes. And so because imagine imagine seeing a bunch of black girls twerking in Louis Vuitton. It's like, not going to happen. Okay. But Louis Vuitton ain't playing body yaddy yaddy. If Louis Vuitton starts playing body yaddy yaddy and offering mimosas and and chicken and waffles, you might start seeing twerking. I'm just saying. And we might start talking about, oh, so they're just appealing to a ghetto black crowd playing this stuff. Okay. And then they're going to get dragged. Yeah. But I, I definitely don't. I agree that I don't want that. I don't want people twerking near my food. I agree. Um. Do I think that he well, really needs to lunch. stand up and scold the entire restaurant about it? Now, I didn't see the beginning of the video. I only saw the clip that was originally on. I mean, he was just having a, a rant and then he just went into. And if you don't like it, get get the it's fuck out of here. You definitely don't. <laughs> as the owner of any establishment, you definitely don't need to resort to swearing at your patronage. Like That's the problem. That's unacceptable. You definitely need to keep your cool. And just like clubs have dress codes like you have to set the expectation for what you want and how you want people to present themselves so he made a good point that he wants the men in the establishment to show respect for themselves but that means that women also need to show respect for themselves like everybody needs to be on a higher level and i can appreciate you wanting your patrons to be on a higher level but like Megan said that's definitely a disconnect like fix your music if you don't want people twerking on your dance floor don't play twerk music so like nobody's twerking to silver and gold by Kirk Franklin like if that's the vibe <laughs> then you know put that on stomp is iffy but like there's definitely some imagine people... <laughs> well why are they twerking to um it's the god in me I think she came out with a with oh, a ratchet gosh. Yeah, and so I mean, like people who, if you are striving to be ratchet, you will just make it happen. True, um, true. But 
I think that overall, like, there is a general mood that you can set that's not conducive to the general population twerking. There's always going to be that one girl who has mastered the twerk, and no matter what the song is, she's going to show you what she has learned, but everybody's not necessarily going to get on board. She's yeah. like, I've been trying to do this on TikTok, but I can't find a place to put my phone, so I'm going to do it right in this because I want exactly what I have learned. I want y'all to see what I've learned. I've been practicing every day to lead up to this point. Right. Uh, I I agree. I mean, I I love this podcast. Like, I love the theme of disconnect because now it's making me evaluate things in my own life. Oh my god, that are yeah. not working, and I'm like, wait, where is the disconnect here? And I think establishing what the disconnect is is hard because you have to take an honest look at yourself. Okay, so I'm gonna since we're this is a bonus, um, short. I'm open to getting dragged on air. <laughs> oh no. Now, I don't feel like there's a disconnect between me and my website. I feel there's no disconnect between me and my social medias for my website. But I feel like there's a disconnect between me and my personal IG. Like, I feel like, I don't know if there is, because I'm asking from a perspective, because the Pretty Vixen is on my actual um, IG. Is there a disconnect between my personal IG and me, whereas there's more of a connect between me and IJF, do you think? Well, I think IJF is more you. Like, that's your, like, outgoing, sexual, like, you know, your writing, unfiltered. And that's the Jamari that I know in real life. I feel like your actual personal Instagram page, I love... I love your stories. I love your stories because your stories are super like interactive and they're hilarious. But I feel like I don't get that on the feed. I feel like in the feed, I'm getting, you know, very nice pictures of yourself. But I feel like that's not really like the Jamari I know in real life. I feel like IJF is Jamari in real life. Like when we get off this podcast and we have a regular conversation, I'm talking to Jamari. Like, I don't know who this other character is. (laughs) My real, the real person that people know in real life. And that's. That's a more muted version of you. Yeah. Whether or not you believe that. I I do believe that. I believe that for me, there's a certain distance I keep from that, which is weird because I'm so open with people I don't know. Whereas people I do know, I'm very guarded. Again. Why is that? I and that's where this whole podcast that's the disconnect. That's the disconnect. That is the disconnect of where I'm at. And that and because of this amazing podcast today, I actually sat there and said, "Wow." When we were talking about Tiana Taylor and the disconnect between her and her career, that's how I felt. So I'm kind of glad that we had that conversation because it definitely showed me something that I need to fix. And then once I'm connected, then everything will make sense. So it's imperative for people to be connected if they want to have a career, have a a solid relationship, they want to meet friends, they want to get the good job. You have to be connected 
in all areas. Like if your resume says one thing and you don't, you just literally copy pasted somebody else's resume and that is not you. Yeah. You're disconnected. So now when you get the job, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's it's true. And you have to also be honest. I mean, it's like what karaoke was saying, like, oh, yeah, I know I can make a quarter million dollars, but I'm just not willing to work at this law firm and do this and this. And this. You have to be honest with that truth, you know, because I think we will sit back and make all these excuses. Oh, my God, I'm single. Oh, my God, I'm not making this. Oh, my God, I didn't do this. But it's like, OK, what have you done to actually make that happen? Right. And yeah. it doesn't matter what the answer is. We just have to start being honest with ourselves about like whether or not we're actually taking the right steps to make something happen. And if we're okay with that, you know, maybe karaoke is just like, fuck it. I'm not doing the work. I don't want to make a quarter million dollars. Cool. But don't sit up here and complain about that I don't make a quarter million dollars. <laughs> but you know, she'd be connected because she has already agreed, I don't care. I'm just here to get whatever check I got and go home and go to the ratchet club or go to True Kitchen to twerk. So now you know? connect to that. Connect right. to and so yeah. With that with that knowledge, like I've accepted the fact that I don't want to put in the work to make $250,000 in the legal industry. Um so I adjust my lifestyle to that. So I can adjust my lifestyle to a $70,000 lifestyle. Um, And I don't need to have the biggest house ever. I don't need to wear the fanciest clothes ever. That's not even who I am. Like I'm a very simple person. So I don't need all of that money to fit my lifestyle. So I don't live above the number where I am. And that's okay with me. Right, right. So does that mean that sometimes I don't always have exactly what I need? Sure. Or not what I need. I have what I need. I don't always have exactly what I want, but that's fine because I didn't need it. I have what I need. I have enough of my wants that I'm not unhappy with the choices that I've made in life. Let me ask you both a question. Do you think that people, that some, for some people, their parents disconnected them and life connected them because there's people I feel like are so disconnected because of just how they were raised and now that they have went through life the way that you know life has pretty much schooled us and trained us to be the people we are now a lot of people come on social media and they're automatically like stars or they come to jobs and they fucking ace it are is it because they're growing up, their parents disconnected them from certain things. And they have to kind of, if life teaches them the way that life usually teaches us, they get connected and then they become who they really need to be. Yeah, I think that has a huge thing to do with it. Like, even when I think about the way I was raised, my mom used to always say, well, you know, we're poor. You know, we can't afford that. Well, you know, we don't have money. Well, you know, like, you'll never get a job like that. Like, Black people don't get jobs like that. Like, we have to work 10 times harder and do so much more. The thing is, that was her truth. That was her reality. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not poor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I live pretty freaking well. And, like, even though, well, Black people have to work 10 times harder, I do agree that Black people have to work harder. But the thing is, not only am I really smart, I'm ridiculously resourceful. 
So I've been able to get these big New York City jobs that no one else was able to get because I know how to move in a room full of vultures. Like I know how to get the job done. So I feel like oftentimes our upbringing, our parents and our grandparents, I think they have the best of intentions. I really, really do. I think they're just trying to prepare us for the real world. But I think their reality is oftentimes not ours. So I felt this disconnect of like, well, why was I being told that like, I can't accomplish this or I can't do this, but I'm doing it and I'm killing it. And I'm told, oh, I can't date the six figure man. But like, actually like my last six dudes have all been six figure men. Like you have to start connecting to your real self. And I feel like the way that you do that is you have to start breaking from the chains and expectations that other people put on you. Because other people love to put their limitations on you. They love to put their fears on you. Especially parents. Especially parents. And and again, I think it's oftentimes to protect us. You know, the world is a scary, crazy place. They're not just going to say, oh, Jamari, everything's going to be great. Everything's rainbows and butterflies. No, the fuck it's not. But I think parents need to also let us know that like the world is also what you make it like the world is your oyster like if if you think the world's a terrible place it's gonna be a terrible place if you Uh. think it's hard to make a quarter million dollars it's gonna be hard but if your parents like nope you can do it it's easy you can go to law school it's only three years you've got this it does something to your brain that's like oh wait maybe i can do this maybe this is easy it's like law of attraction yeah, the attitudes of the people around you, especially your parents, can definitely determine whether you approach life as a glass half full or a glass half empty sort of situation. Oh. Um, and where there are lots of people who would love to put poison into your water, I don't think that parents do it on purpose. Like Pretty Vixen oh. said, I think that they parents are doing their best to protect their children from all of the foolishness that they had to deal with in their lives. But that doesn't take into account that life changes. Like my parents didn't have cell phones. Well, fuck, there was a point in my life when I didn't have cell phones. Um, But so the life that my parents led was completely different from the life that I led. That's a good point. Even if they are trying to groom me to avoid the pitfalls that they might have fallen into or that they narrowly avoided they can't plan for future pitfalls they don't know what's going to come up in their child's future so yes sometimes I think that parents can do a disservice to their children by especially black parents I think because they're so focused on like when black parents teach their children if you're approached by a cop in your car put your hands on the steering wheel where they can see both of them Mm. like yes in one on one side you're teaching them that self-preservation like that action might save your life one day but you're also teaching them to be fearful you're teaching them that because you're black there is something that's not great about you like there's something that you need to constantly be worried about um and not to say that it's it's right or wrong but it certainly can frame the way that you think about life or how you approach life as an adult and do you take that lesson and say i will always be respectful of the police or fuck the police i'm gonna do what i want to do and so no matter what lesson your parents try to teach you there what you take from it 
is on you. <laughs> mm. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I feel like my growing up in Barbados, I grew up in a very, it was very abusive. Um, and it was very, oh my God, I don't want you to do this because the big scary man's gonna come out the bushes and rape you. Oh my God. Like, I need you not to go down that corner. I need you to walk this corner. And when I came to America, you're not getting on the school. You're gonna get on the school bus and come right home. You're not taking the train. Right. You're not taking the, and I'm just like, so my life has always been very cautious because Caribbean parents are very cautious especially coming to America and not understanding the American way of life. So it was very much, oh God, little Jamari is going to get snatched up by the big killer and he's going to get raped and then he's going to get hung up in the rafters in Times Square. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's different. And I think the problem is, is as I grew and, you know, knowing karaoke for a very long time and even the Pretty Vixen for a very long time, my life has been very much, I don't want to do something because I'm scared that this is going to happen, mm -hmm. which caused the disconnect with me because it was a disconnect with caring what people thought and realizing that that has been like that word literally was like the slight switch in my life today. Click, you've been disconnected from certain things. That's why you're being treated the way you're being treated. That's why you're not where you need to be. You're here, you're already at that point, but you're not at the edge of glory because you've been disconnected from who you are. Because I show the karaoke's and the pretty vixens and the the fancies and the cousin hybrids and all these people, the me. And the me is amazing. Mm -hmm. But around the other people, I'm scared to show that side because there's always that hidden fear of being snatched up or some, you know, or being laughed at because you like, for instance, you like friends and all the black folks like Martin and, you know, they love living single, but here you go, like in friends and Seinfeld and you're, you know what I mean? Like different things or the biggest thing, what people are going to feel about me because I'm gay. But the Are good they thing going about... to accept me because I'm gay as a black gay man? You know what I mean? And then looking at white gays and seeing them being successful, especially in career, like white bloggers getting pushed to the next level, but I am still here. There's a disconnect with me there. They know who they are because they understand their privilege of being white. So they fully go towards that door. But I can get there too. Such an amazing podcast today. I feel like my life just like changed. What were yeah. you saying? Because you were disconnected. And the good thing about disconnection is that you don't have to stay there. You mm. don't have to stay disconnected. Mm. You can evaluate your life, evaluate mm. your situations, evaluate who am I, what do I want versus what am I presenting to the world? Um, like we talked about earlier, like you can't win the lottery if you don't play. So if you find that, you know, you're like, I really want this in life, but I never seem to get it. Think about what steps have I taken to get to where I want to be in life. And Woo! this is a disconnect right now. I just got chills. I'm sorry. I did too. I did too. What did I do to change my life to get the result that I want? So, you know, if you're going through life and you're saying like, men are not attracted to me. 
Well, mm. why do you think that men are not attracted to you? What are you putting out in the or world? Like if you're walking through the street. You don't think they're attracted to you. Right. Exactly. And because and this is not about like it's if you have long hair, short hair, your light skin, dark skin, white, black, fat, skinny. This is about the image that you put out into the world. So if you're walking down the street with your shoulder slumps and you're staring at the ground and you're just and you're dressed like you don't care about how people see you, that's how people people are going to see you as someone who does not care. But regardless of what your physical body looks like, if you put yourself out in the world like someone who is proud of themselves, someone else is going to see that. And mm. so the disconnect is not that people don't find you attractive. You don't find you attractive. Woo! You need to find what's attractive about you. Put that out into the world. Connection made. And then you'll start seeing the results that you want once you reconnect yourself. So you can always think about your disconnects discover them reevaluate them get yourself connected and fix your life not easy to do but right. doable right can Ugh. i just tell you that i'm floating in midair right now like <laughs> i mean I literally i wish cousin hybrid was here for this bonus material because this is like ever since it's almost like the universe led me to have this conversation and I am like feeling charged the fuck up because of it. No, for real. I mean, karaoke, you you hit the nail on the head. Like, if you're like, well, you know, guys don't want to date me. Okay, are you someone a guy would want to date? Right. Like, Ooh, you're, you're not you smiling. You? <laughs> would you date you? You're not smiling. You look sad. You look depressed. Like, bitch, I don't want to date you either. Ooh. Right. right. And and there was a good point that uh, the pretty vixen just made. I hate that the my. My train of thought just flew out of me, but you're absolutely right. Like if you are presenting yourself like that, oh, here's the thought I was I was gonna have. The next thing is we're so quick to want so, to to what are we bringing to someone's table, bitch? What are you bringing to my table? Yes, true. Like you're sitting up here thinking you are Billy badass and you got this going on and you got six figures. That's all well and great. But what are you bringing to my table? Cause you could be bringing a fucking headache. Are right. you bringing the Advil? Are you bringing the Xanax for the anxiety attack that you're giving me? Right. And that's my thing about when I've talked before about being in relationships and being and not feeling not being in a relationship because you need to be but because you want to be like you can be a six-figure person all you want to but if i'm already at seven i don't need your six so oh. that's great that you have six but what else do you have i don't need your money so what else are you about mm. how else are you going to benefit my life mm. and see the reason that you are, you can say that is because you're connected to self. So you don't need nobody who's going to be bringing you to the pits of hell. And I feel like Pretty Vixen is the same way. We talk every day. Every and day. she she said something to me, I, it was yesterday, that literally made me do a cartwheel in my, in my <laughs> living room. But she said, change, oh, I think I showed you something from online and you said, well, you need to change your timeline. So she said, Pretty Vix was like, I am popping. I'm traveling. I'm happy. I just bought designer bags. My timeline is great. If you oh, want yeah. to. Yeah, you were saying um, that there's like a shift 
happening and like people feel like there's a negative shift and there's a lot of negativity going on you asked me you were like well do you do you feel that way like i feel like there's a negative shift and i was like absolutely not i'm not on that timeline like my life is amazing i have chosen to be on a totally different timeline i can't get sucked into oh there's negative energy right now that doesn't have shit to do with me my life is amazing i'm amazing i'm popping i'm lit i am the end all be all that is it end of discussion See, this is why I tell folks they have to have people in their life like the karaoke's, the pretty vixens, the the poses, the fancies. Like you need people in your life that are that literally are popping because they're connected to self. You can't have people in your life, show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. If everyone is fronting on social media but fucking depressed, then that's what you'll be doing too. Because that's 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 what you're seeing. But if you're connected to self, you won't even be hanging with them. True. You know what I mean? But you also you always need people that are that their positive energy is gonna rub off on you so that you can start making the right moves. And you can ultimately get connected because your friends will drag you to connection. Your friends will drag you to connection. I mean, it goes back to the chick with the Kevin Samuels. I, if she had better friends, I know she doesn't have good friends. I know she doesn't because her friends would have never allowed that to happen. Her friends would never. Imagine me calling you and say, hey, I'm calling Kevin Samuels. I want to ask him relationship advice. What the fuck is wrong with you? Her friends would never allow her to go through life talking about, yeah, you know, I think I'm a five. Her friends, her real friends would never allow that. Never. Her real friends would already have her feeling like she's popping. So single even if you're single you're already opti- optimistic that you will meet a six figure man 100%. because literally if she runs a dog business as i started to hear more of her backstory all she needs to do is take her dog business to rich clients yeah and boom she might do the she might groom the dog of the single bachelor who's looking for someone. Absolutely. Boom. She better take her business to the Upper East Side and get that divorced doctor, that divorced okay. dentist. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody is looking for her, but she hasn't found herself. Yeah. Look, I don't want to date her. I don't want to date someone that's like, oh, you know, I think I'm a five. I don't want that. I don't. Because- that is not attractive. What's attractive is someone saying, yeah, I'm a motherfucking eight. Even if they look like a four. I'm I'm an eight on my bad day. Uh, On my worst day, I'm an eight. Bitch, what? Even if they're a four, that person gets the attention because people are like, well, why why he or she thinks, you know, they are eight. They they are damn five. But you're still now, you're starting to be intrigued with them. Why are they so, why are they so? And that creates sex appeal. What I, what we talked about. That is sex appeal. Definitely. Because you start to... Sex appeal is all about confidence, really. Sex appeal is really just being connected to self, understanding you have flaws, understanding that you're not perfect, and you're okay with that. Yeah. And guess what? The person that's coming to me, they're not perfect either. So here we go. Uh, get, get connected, y'all. And the things that are not working in your life, take an honest step back and evaluate why. And you might need to ask your friends and they might hurt your feelings at first, but this is all to do better. This is all to improve. And you know what, when you're, when people come to you for advice, 
I go to karaoke all the time for advice. I go to the Pretty Vixen all the time for advice. No, no time have they ever made me feel like I was low, like I was shit. I have gone to people who've made me feel like, wow, I guess I should just stop breathing today. But you guys, I can go. And even if you guys come to me for advice, I don't drag you to the point where literally you got to go buy castor oil because you're bald. You should always, if you're going to drag someone, you should always be honest with them. But you should also offer solutions on what they can do to improve their situation. Right. People love to drag and then that's it. What does that do? What did that do for you dragging the person and making them feel low? That didn't boost your self-esteem in any way. You like didn't help them. Miss Oprah says, surround yourself only with people who are going to take you higher. Oh, Lord. Don't get the pretty vixen started on that one. But if, you're, <laughs> if your circle is not taking you higher, you need to reevaluate your circle. Right. 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 So I think somebody, well, and I don't know who, who has a quote, somebody said something like, like, you are the average of who you hang out with. Yeah, the, the, the five people you hang out with yeah. or something like you're the average of them. What is that? Can you expound on that? That's deep. Well, I don't I don't know who said it or what the exact quote is, but basically like the so in your circle you will have some people who are doing better than you and you'll have some people who are doing a little worse than you, but everybody is trying to get to a happy medium. And so your friends who are doing a little bit better than you, that can be your inspiration of she's doing this so I can do this. And let me talk to her about how she got where she is so I can come up a little bit. And the friends who aren't doing as well as you, you can say, hey girl, I was in your same situation. Let me help you out. Let me get you up. Like, let me show you how you can do this. This is what I did. Maybe this information will help you. And Uh as a group, you all kind of are on the same plane because you're all learning from each other and helping each other and lifting each other up and those are the people that you want to be with Mm. this is some deep shit guys like my life has changed i'm about to do a whole (laughs) life reevaluation this week (laughs) a whole new person you know i'm about to do a whole evaluation i think with you know the good thing about this podcast is we get we we offer solutions to help listeners because I have a lot of readers who come up to me. They usually have a lot of guy problems or life problems. But one of the things I always get is it feels good to know that somebody else is going through the same thing as me. And is very vocal about that. Yeah. Because I don't ever want to be someone who just only shows my highlight reel on social media, especially if I have a platform. That's not doing anything for anyone. Because if my life is in shambles behind that highlight reel, then that's where you get dragged. If you already put out there karaoke, when I used to be very sensitive, she'd say something to me and I'd be super sensitive about it. She said to me, if you can't laugh at yourself, other people are going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. So if you can put out there your flaws, no one can drag you because you've already said what your flaws are. So if you said, hey, you know, I'm not where I need to be in life. If someone comes and said, well, that's why you're not know, that's why you're not where you need to be in life. Well, I already know that. So that doesn't hurt my feelings. But if people know what can hurt your feelings, they're going to use that against you. Every time. And that's why you have to be connected to self so that when people come at you crazy, a la Kevin Samuels and that chick, you could have, she could have been like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking to, but you're pretty average on a scale of one to fucking 10, your goddamn self. You just have on a fly outfit. Right. 
you're not married at all and you're heading into Medicaid. And the only reason young <laughs> women, the only reason young fucking women are beat, you have to beat them down with a stick is because they're trying to get into your will. Because the moment you drop that, they're going to be at your funeral with their new husband or boyfriend. So I'm going to need you to get it together. Ooh, that's a drag. Okay, so that, Nene Lee. That, <laughs> that's how she should have came at him because disrespect is not tolerated. But, you know, she was Ooh. already disrespecting herself. So she was allowing herself to tolerate. Is that why her baby's father is the way he is? Because she has tolerated his nonsense. So she's just like, okay. We go. Here we go. Uh, so thank you, ladies, for this amazing bonus extra from the um, from the podcast of today. I like doing these because we kind of get a little. We get get to say the things we couldn't say during the actual panel. Or the, you know, like when you get into an argument with somebody and then you walk away like the next day and you're like, oh, I should have said this. Oh, God, that <laughs> happens all the time. But you know what? If you're connected to self, you'd be able to say it and be like, you know what? There was that like that scene in Issa Rae. I mean, in um, Insecure when she was talking to herself in the mirror. She's like, aha. You like that one, didn't you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you have the, the show after the show because all those things that we could have said then which is like oh, right. by the way we didn't get to say it i wish cousin was here but you know what um i'm glad that the ladies were here to be able to share their thoughts and their views because i consider i mean he's very strong too but i love to hear what you guys have to say because i talk to you guys more and i love that my audience gets to hear that as well because you guys are absolutely fucking amazing and you already know this. You all fucking rock. True. And I want to thank the pretty vixen for um, her always good advice. What's the end game? What's the end goal? <laughs> oh, I know, right? That question, like, I have, like, w- I was wrestling with an issue and I was like, mm, how do I feel about it? Maybe this, maybe that. And then when I got refocused on that question, I was like, I know how to handle this situation. Like, I'm good. Yes. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad that was helpful. Foxhole, if you don't know, if you're going through a situation or you want to go through a situation, let's say it's dating a man that you're not sure about or you want to take this job or whatever the case may be, your first one of your first questions should be, what is the end game here? What is what is the end goal? What do I what do I want to happen? And usually when I ask the, when the pretty vixen asks me that and I respond and she goes, okay, okay. That's how I know probably not the best decision. But if I sound sure of myself and I say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Usually she's like, okay, cool. I got you. I feel you. So always ask yourself. Now, first of all, you should have people in your life that should be asking you that question. True. So that's a big thing. If you don't have people in your life that are going to challenge you then you have to reevaluate your circle you should always be challenged your friends should not say yeah that's a good idea you out there looking stupid then you come back to them and say oh you know i looked pretty stupid and they're like well you know you shouldn't have done that um you made it seem like i should have done that you know what i mean so and you're allowed to do dumb shit you just need to think it through like what is the dumb shit name of your dumb shit if you can live with your dumb shit, that's all that really matters. You just need to be prepared for what's going to come after your dumb shit. Just think it through. Right. Right. And you should already read the pros and cons mm-hmm. of it. You know? 
So ladies, thank you for this uh, amazing- Impromptu conversation. I'm gonna call this the show after the show. And uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you.